Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is at January 19th, 2022. This is Fightful Wrestling, and it is The List and your boy. We got plenty to talk about. Please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Tap the bell for notifications. You can also leave a super chat down below, or you can go to humperchats.com and leave us a humper chat. That'll get your question or statement read on the air. We'll answer your question as well. This show brought to you by NordVPN.com slash fightful you can also use that code fightful we'll tell you more about that later jimmy how you doing i'm good sean ross i don't like to talk about my private life much but yesterday was my wedding anniversary so happy uh, anniversary happy anniversary to my wife yeah we couldn't go out to eat so we ordered in chinese did you hear that we got dumped with snow in my part of the world we did too, although oh, I, did you? I, would, I would imagine it's not nearly as bad as what you all got. We got hit hard. It took about an hour and a half to get a, a food order that usually takes 30 minutes. Yeah. But uh, what could you do? It, it, we, we got hit pretty hard with snow, but uh, yeah, well, that for was... my anniversary. I've had to like sort of, well, I haven't had to. I just thought it'd be a good idea from now on. I'm taking my wife with me to uh, Chicago for the, the Labor Day weekend things because my birthday, her birthday, Labor Day and our wedding anniversary is all within one week. And I feel bad hitting the bricks for three days <laughs> when that's, that's a pretty easy trip. There's always flights in and out of Chicago. So Chicago's a fun town too. Yeah, it is. It is. So, there's stuff to do. Awesome. Well, uh, the first thing I want to show at the top here, I, I love sometimes to show off some of these custom action figures just to show the art, the artistry involved. And uh, somebody sent me a picture of this the other day unbelievable is all i can say put up media three hayden hayden's producing today look at that unbelievable piece of work so this is obviously the iron Sheik. it was sculpted by print fury customs and it was 3d printed and painted by zash man look at wow. that shot that is unbelievable impressive. it's very impressive i mean if only the ljns that they sold 30 years ago look like that <laughs> unbelievable and when i saw that picture and i i get sent sent pictures quite a bit of uh, customs and I've, I've shown you a few of them sure most most of the time i'm not going to bombard people on the podcast with this stuff but when i saw this one of the iron Sheik, i thought my goodness is that incredible i thought that i thought they always looked pretty good though i thought the the art for the ljn 
Yeah. In large part because they were so big. We're yeah. so ahead of their time because that's one of the things I like. I collect ECW San Francisco Toy Makers, which is the LJN crew. That's who that is. Yep. Uh, I collect bone crunchers from the late 90s because they're so ugly. <laughs> and I collect the ECW ones because they look so good. Like there's a categorical difference uh, in that uh, to me. Like it's it's the, the broad end of the spectrum uh, of how figures work before they face scan absolutely everything. Yeah, and the LGN, the big LGNs, they weren't supposed to be that big. That, I know. Was, that was supposed to be what they called the two-up, just to kind of show you what they would look like. And the buyers were like, I want it that size. So that's basically what happened. I love uh, it. Next thing I want to do is I want to give an Aerolucha update. <laughs> and this I'm gonna is on, this is on fightfulselect.com earlier today, the only website reporting on Aerolucha. So so I I don't even know why you guys mess with any other websites, honestly. <laughs> now, if you're new to this podcast and you don't know what the hell we're talking about. Uh, there was this startup called Aralucha. Uh, the, the main guy involved is a guy named Jason Brown, who's a complete scam artist and carny. Come on. Uh, he is. And then Ron and Don Harris, the Harris twins, were part of it originally as well. And they did a crowdfunding campaign looking to get investment to, to do a pilot for a wrestling company. I think Denise Salcedo did some commentary for them. She right? was signed there. Right. Yeah. So I knew out of the shoot, this thing was not going to go anywhere. I think Sean knew. I think everybody knew. Yeah, everybody knew. So what I did was, in order to get the, the commemorative t-shirt and lucha mask, you had to invest at least $250. So I jokingly invested $250 because I wanted the t-shirt now, and I wanted hold the, on. the lucha let me, mask. Let me ask something. Let, let me bring something up. So now that I own a percentage of Fightful, I get to see the overviews and what Fightful makes, what Fightful lost. Was that number included in that overview? Uh, I think it was included at the time that I submitted it. Yes, it was. That's that's what I'm going to blame that entire year's numbers on because yeah. it was it was just by it was just by two hundred and fifty dollars that we yeah. we would have made money, Jimmy. That, that's it. I loved how Sean looked at the report and he goes, "2019 wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> 2018 well, was worse. 2018. Well, let me let me tell you." We could do a full podcast on that and all the things I told Jimmy to not do. But that was 16 anyway. that we did that stuff. We didn't do that stuff. Oh, anymore. no, that was 2017 because um, that was once Listen Your Boy had got kicked off and all that. So so that was well into 2017. When we, we did, did, when we we did didn't all do a Listen Your Boy, we didn't do a Listen Your Boy until December 2016, if you remember. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like all of the like the ones with uh, Hurricane and Oh, okay, and yeah, that Riddle. was 2016, 2017. Yeah. But I mean... like. We'll save that. We'll we'll save that for a retrospective podcast. Okay, because as soon as I show you the report, you're gonna know. By 18, we weren't doing that stuff anymore. It was just pure loss. Oh, I, oh I, there there was still some stuff we were doing that I didn't like. So Aralucha, uh, after they you know they they took the money and what they did, and I'm just alleging this. I don't have proof, and I don't care uh, if they don't like it because I'm alleging it. In order to to receive the money from a crowdfunding campaign, you have to hit whatever number you put up, right? And they weren't able to hit that number. And so what I think they did is they injected some of their own cash just to hit that number so they could pull everything out. And they're not supposed to be allowed to do that. On Pretty that sure website. that's what they did because when they were getting near the end of the deadline, all of a sudden somebody invested like 150 grand. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they did it on purpose to get everything out. So then what they did was this Jason Brown, the scam artist, this Carney, he started sending emails like quarterly saying, hey, while we're working on Nero Lucha, do you want to buy some CBD products? Because if you click on the link in this email and get it was it, one, it was one time. That and we keep got in mind, CBD. Sean, that was to investors. Yes. That wasn't to just like cons like consumers. That was to investors. So what they're doing now is they're doing another crowdfunding campaign. And so, they're and what they're so claiming. Let me, let me let me provide a little bit of background on this. Uh -huh. So this all happened the, the startup in 2017. If you look back at their roster, their roster was dope. It sure, was nobody awesome. was under contract, but it was like, dope. There were a couple people under contract. Guaranteed um, money? I don't know about guaranteed money, but I mean, contract is a contract, unfortunately, and some of these guys don't don't have the representation to get out of it. But in late 2019, in the fall, I started to ask around about it because we hired Denise Salcedo. And Denise happened to tell me, hey, I just got out of my Lucha or my Era Lucha contract, actually. She had to ask out of it. So I hit up like Sammy Guevara, who was one of the faces of that. And all he said was, LOL, Era Lucha, 
where'd everyone's money go? Yeah. That's all he said. And I was like, Hey, did you get the CBD email? And he's like, I didn't get the email, but I heard about it. Yep. James Storm was telling me he didn't have a contract. Um, I had somebody say they were on paper appearance. Uh, man, uh, Pat Fannin was working for us at the time. And he says, when I went to Air Lucha, there were like 20 investors sitting in front of me and they were just regular fans. Well, of course. Yeah. So I, I will say, I will give Jason Brown credit for this. Despite the fact that I would never get an answer, a real answer out of him, he would reply to any email that I sent him about Aralucha. At the very least, to say, I don't have an answer for you, which is more than I can say for a lot of people. Uh But over the last five, or I want to say three months, Jimmy, we've been getting a lot of these emails. Yeah, so now they want to pivot. They've hooked up with an animation studio, and they want to turn Aralucha into a cartoon. I thought it was interesting when they mentioned Pencilish and... Avatar and stuff like this. I'm like, what what good does that do them? Well, this makes an awful lot of sense now. Yeah. So they're doing another crowdfunding campaign because of course they are. And they actually have a pre-market valuation, which they pulled out of their ass, but their their pre-market valuation is $2.36 million. Doesn't mean shit. They have nothing. They got a few sketches, whatever. It's it's and oh, here's something that I loved. I love this. So we got the investor email, right? And the investor email was explaining why they're pivoting. You ever watch Shark Tank, Sean? Uh, I don't, but I see every single person that has ever been on Shark Tank uses their appearance on Shark Tank as their Facebook targeted. Yes, ad. yes, yes. So you'll have a guy go on Shark Tank, right? And and this gives me an opportunity to show this. Ventura in my office gave me this. There you go. Oh, so nice. you'll have a guy go on Shark Tank, right? And they'll be like, I have this new energy drink. And the energy drink market is a $13 billion market, and I'm going to get a piece of it. Okay, cool. And then the, the, the sharks say, awesome. Uh, what are your sales? Oh, uh, I'm pre-market, right? So what did they say in the investor email? They said, animation is a $259 billion market opportunity. $259 billion market opportunity is what they claim. Which is how many times WWE's value is that, Sean? 20 times? Yeah. Absolute utter nonsense. So uh there's your there's your era lucha update. Jason Brown is a scam artist and a carney, and it's not gonna well, go nowhere. Fortunately, uh, we're not scam artists and carnies, Jimmy, and we're in the business, you know. obviously we we like subscriptions. First first Patreon ever in wrestling history to hit 4,600 subscribers. Thank you all so much. I've announced that at 5,000, I will post the worst interview that I've ever done. But you know what? We're going to help you save some money on the back end, guys. Thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can use that code Fightful. I love NordVPN. Helps you avoid price discrimination. One of the things that I've noticed when I've traveled is that if I go to Las Vegas or the West Coast and I, I'm in my hotel and I want to watch SmackDown, you better be watching live on that hotel TV. Otherwise, YouTube TV is going to say, you're out of your region, you're out of your home region. NordVPN.com slash Fightful helps that out. Also, uh, if you're in the States, you're wanting to buy this UFC pay-per-view this weekend, you can do it much cheaper when you use a VPN <laughs> from NordVPN.com slash Fightful. <laughs> And you can use our code Fightful to save 70% off your order and you get one additional month for free. I love this stuff. Um, I mean, I actually use NordVPN before last week when I happened to put out there on Twitter, like I want a VPN sponsor. Just so happens the one I used hit me up. That is uh, that is a, just a, a wonderful stroke of, of luck. And I'm very happy about that. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Even if you don't use them, hit them up at NordVPN on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, I'll be telling you guys about the benefits of NordVPN all throughout the month. But, uh, man, it's made my traveling a lot easier because I got suckered in the first time, Jimmy. I didn't know. I was like, oh, I've got this TV service. I can watch it anywhere. Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) Only a few things. NordVPN.com slash fightful that whole Um, thing about vegas pay-per-views was that in the copy they sent you no no uh but although they did recommend it to me the guy i was talking to uh nicholas says off topic but how about them Bengals, buddy that was so that was an incredible moment that was 
31 years and I got to got to go there with one of our viewers and my longtime friend, the infamous Charles, as well as Jeff Hawkins, flew in from L.A. Wow. Jimmy expensed our ribs at, at Montgomery Inn because I said, Jimmy, listen, Jeff does a lot of free work for us. He's doing uh -huh. that Rumble Post show. It was it was a good time. It was great. I was very tempted to go to Nashville this Saturday because the odds of the the next round matchup being that close to me are just unreal. But I'm saving for a house, by God. I'm saving hmm. for a house. Too we have, you didn't talk to me. Maybe I would have hooked you up. With a house? Okay. I mean, <laughs> you, you have offered before with the House of Horrors. So Offer still on the table. Still on the table. Oh. We have plenty of super chats. Uh, Mr. CJ Lilly says, hey, you guys, guys, you said you'll have more on Alexa Bliss on the Raw Review. Any uh, idea if it's positive? Can we again stop the hate she's getting for her job? Listen, I, I don't think anybody's hating her. They're no. hating how shitty the the angle is. Like, yes, yeah, that's it. It's not. If personal. anything, she's she's making the most of a shitty situation for sure. Yeah, I'll I'll post that on Fightful Select this week. Actually, Boris says, "Why is twenty five year old Saray's new gimmick a magical schoolgirl? Also, to Tazawa is a ninja, and whatever the hell jacket time is, man, this company. I mean, it's ultimately the same company that did Kung Fu Naki, and I thought we were going to be past a lot of these." Mm really weird stereotypical gimmicks and then when the ninja tozawa popped up i was like mm -hmm. oh we're really not we're really not going to be past that and um that's that's unfortunate but we've got anakin saying jimmy is a business guy can we get your quick thoughts on microsoft buying activision specifically on the worries of monopolization you know what i'm not a i'm not a big gamer and so i'm not a metaverse guy uh, but I know that's where things are headed in terms of gaming. And when you look at Microsoft, it's a smart thing for them to do. When you look at all of the platforms they have access to, uh, that they can tap into that. I don't, you know, it's a smart thing for them to do. It, it won't surprise me now if they're going to bundle all that in. Every time you buy a Windows device, you're going to have, you know, some of the Activision stuff plugged in automatically. Smart thing for them to do and a hell of a price tag. Good for Activision. Riley Walker says the return of who I consider the ace tonight on Dynamite, John Moxley. So excited to see him return. How many companies will Cody reference tonight in his promo? Buddy, I don't think it's an accident that I got I learned that info about Cody with the Rumble coming up, with him being gone for a couple weeks, with Go Big Show coming back. I don't think it's an accident that I learned that information. But um, yeah, uh, let, let's talk about Cody Rhodes. I reported on Fightful Select this week. Please subscribe that his deal was up and has been up since the end of last year. Now, it could be anything from contract negotiations to simply just him not being there to sign a new deal. However, you don't have to wait until the end of your deal to sign a new deal. There's, I, I don't think he's going to be in WWE. I don't think he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. However, I do know what some of the people in WWE near the top are being offered these days, and it is a lot of money despite budget cuts. Um, Jimmy, what did you think when you heard this? I mean, I'm not expecting him to go anywhere, but this is wrestling and I won't rule anything out ever just because it's wrestling. I mean, you know what I think? Cause I told you, you know, Sean, Sean told me the, the day before he posted this, that he had heard this. And I said, there is no way that he is going anywhere. Uh, and there's no way that he's not resigning with AEW. And so to me, it's it, like you said, it could have been maybe it's a publicity thing because like Roads to the Top got renewed. Maybe he wants Allegedly. his name. I haven't confirmed that yet. I oh, okay. I thought, I thought they confirmed it. I thought they confirmed I it. Don't, I don't know if TNT did. Okay. Okay. It, it but, was reported elsewhere. I've, I've yet to be able to confirm that. Okay. I thought maybe uh, he wanted to have his name out there and kind of go viral and, you know, because he's looking to angle for a better contract. Uh I, I thought it was just a publicity thing. I don't think he's going anywhere. I he think is it's a publicity a, thing too. Yeah, he's essentially the John Cena of AEW. Yeah, and he's been in, in WWE, and he knows in WWE he is not even top three in terms of how they're going to present him and how they're going to yeah. treat him. There's just no way. I mean, he he inspired the creation of of AEW to begin with. The All In show that he did with the Bucks kind of inspired Tony Khan and showed him there was a business model to be had. He's always quick to remind everybody that he's an EVP. You know, always wants to remind you he's an EVP. Yeah. No way. I asked I just, specifically about that too. I said, what's up with that? And I was just told he's a free agent working without a contract. And Andrew says, do AEW EVPs not use corporate contracts? I don't know. I had one person saying, oh, I heard from a good source that he's got two years left on that deal. I would, I would ask and I would just be told uh, free agent working without a contract. 
I again, I, I ain't a dummy. I don't think it's a surprise or, or a, a coincidence that I learned this information, but I was able to verify it, and uh, that's why it ended up getting posted. Nick Hester, a.k.a. the infamous Charles, said, I should have went to Montgomery Inn for the free expensed ribs. I'll be at the AW show tonight. That's who went with the uh, went with us to the Bengals game. Right, awesome. I watched his dad physically catch a falling drunk woman. She was like like timber, and he had to like catch her at the football she, game. Yes, yeah, she was about to face plant, bro. Really? Like she was about to eat it. Van Twinblade says, "Seems like the only good wrestling news is Glory Pro putting up the Suzuki Richard match from October sixth." Central tonight on their YouTube channel. That's too much of a plug, Van Twinblade. <laughs> Come on. But get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. Daniel Rothenberg says, not watching live, have a crazy match idea, elimination tag match, but more like a bunch of mini matches. Each time someone gets eliminated from the team that eliminated them, gets a sp- pick a stipulation and it goes on and on. Thoughts? I think that is convoluted. I, I got confused just listening to you read it. I mean, Daniel, you'll have to you'll have to lay that one out for us a little bit more. Uh, Chris Rain says, "Happy anniversary to you and your wife, Jimmy." Thank you very much. A wonderful woman. Uh, Matt Reichel says, "Hi, Jimmy and Sean. Hope you're doing okay from the booster, Sean. Waiting to hear about the Gunther talk. I'm feeling it. I mean, I'm I got those body aches, but that's about it. Uh, but we're we're about to get into Gunther. Uh, R26 yeah. says, "Saray's new character annoys me more than Walter's new name." Sailor Moon versus Harry Potter equals no. I am not a fan of either one. But uh, my God, Jimmy, you want to talk about Gunther? You know, WWE, they've done a lot of questionable things creatively over the years. You know, we, we've talked about it on this show. It gets to the point where nothing surprises you anymore. This one surprised me. And this one surprised me because it's one thing for, say, Bruce Pritchard or Vince McMahon. One of them probably came up with the idea for the name. It's one thing for them to come up with a name like that. It's another thing for it to get past due diligence. They got an IP attorney that filed the trademark. It's, I'm surprised that it got past that. And you know, Sean, that I dealt with their IP legal team uh, a yeah. couple of years ago. They're not stupid. Like, I'm surprised that it got past that due diligence. And, and, and that surprises me. But... Let's get into it. So it was on January 13th. They filed a trademark on the name Gunther Stark. I even took a screenshot from the uh, U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Can you put up Media One for a second, Hayden? That's the shot right there, Gunther Stark. Uh, they basically trademarked it to use uh, as a name in wrestling. And uh, immediately when it came out that, uh, that they had done this trademark, uh, the internet, of course, they always do their, their due diligence. And it turned out that there's a real <laughs> person that existed named Gunther Stark, who just so happened to be a member. You can take that down, Hayden, who just so happened to be a member of the Nazi Germany military in the thirties and forties. Uh, there's a website, there's a website called uboat.net. It's a website about uh, the German U-boats that were used in the world wars. Gunther Stark was a member of the Kriegsmarine, which is the Nazi Germany Navy. Uh, and if you put it media too. That's Gunther Stark right there, uh, according to the U-Boat.net website, who was a member of the Nazi Germany Navy. You know, like I said, this surprises me that the trademark was filed by Lauren Deans Midland, who works in WWE's IP department. She's a senior vice president and assistant general counsel. How that got through due diligence, I'll never understand. You can take that down. Well, uh, I got to shout out our lead wrestling writer and... uh, New leader of Fightful Overbooked on YouTube. We got to throw up that uh, overlay each time we we do the media. But uh, Jeremy Lambert, he tweeted last night, I can't believe no one in WWE Googled Gunther Stark and didn't catch the results. And he said, this is the same company that didn't know when Adam Cole or Pete Dunne's contract was up, didn't know Alistair Black's non-compete, misspelled Oni Lorcan's name on their release email. I totally believe they did Google it. And those are different divisions. Yeah. Like the but email, ultimately the same company. Same and you company. Create, yeah. You create the culture. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, this one does surprise me. I mean, I, I'll, I'll be frank. I mean, I own the Fightful, or I guess, Sean, we own the Fightful trademark. 
And I had to go through a bunch of due diligence just on that. You yeah. know what I mean? With, with my legal counsel, I don't know how they would not just do simple due diligence and find that out. So as you saw on NXT this week, Walter defe defeated uh, Roderick Strong in the main event. He grabbed the microphone and he said, the winner is Gunther. Uh, and, Here, you know, here's the way I feel about this. Like, are you so attached to Gunther that you do that after the after? the uproar online over it. Mm -hmm. uh, a long story short says, is the guy a heel or a baby face? He's, he's Gunther. That's who he is. But uh, you've got, you've got people even saying last night's 2.0 show finally broke me. And, and Tom Brady saying such a shame that, that a great match like Walter versus strong or Imperium versus diamond mind is going to be overshadowed by a terrible decision like this. Now there was a tweet that Kyle O'Reilly put out a couple of years ago, calling him Gunther. So people really? think maybe it's an inside joke. Maybe it's a nickname. Maybe it's something like that. But once WWE trademarks Gunther Stark, yes. and then you see what unfolds after that, you just can it. Yeah. You just do something else. Or how about this? Don't do anything at all. Is it going to hurt your company that bad? But by the way, Submission Sorority, remember that one? They, they gave Paige a, a faction called Submission Sorority. That was a porn site. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> really? So, oh, no, good. they're not going to Google it. But you just, you can't let him be Walter. It's It's got to be Gunther. And, but, but by then, by then, you just scrap it. If you discover this. Now, had they just went with Gunther as the trademark? Stupid name, sure. Yes. For sure. However, they went with Gunther Stark as the trademark. Then they saw the uproar and they said, well, we can't go with Stark. Mm -hmm. By the way, don't know why you would. There's a Zoe Stark on the roster. Um, of all the fake names to come up with, you come up with one that's already there. When your company has a history of making other people change their names because they sound too similar to another thing. Mm -hmm. Grayson Waller's making jokes about it sounding, about Walter sounding too much like Waller, which wouldn't doubt that at all. It's just, it's so, like, do something else. You can't do something else. Yeah, and I agree with you that knowing the way they think, they probably think, well, we're just calling them Gunther now, so we we, we fixed it. That's probably what they think. If you go on the WWE.com website and look up uh, his bio, they've changed his name to Gunther there. Yeah. Uh, of course, when he did the promo, he just said Gunther. They probably do think in their minds that that makes it all better. But like you said, people already found the trademark, and they already saw the the, the back ground history as far as somebody named Gunther Stark and, and what they did. I want to say a couple of side notes about this because, you know, people are going to be dumbasses. Uh, and so the first thing I want to mention, there were several people on Twitter today that, that tried to justify this by saying, well, did you know that there was a real guy named Walter Hahn who was a member of the Nazi party because Walter's so real name is Walter Hahn? That's his so, real so, freaking name. So That's dumb. That's his real name. It's his real name. And yeah. beyond that, they didn't call him Walter Hahn. They right. called him Walter. Right if, right. if they had just trademarked Gunther from the beginning of it, right. this probably wouldn't be an issue. They went with a specific name of a Nazi. Hannah right. M says they definitely changed it because if he leaves, he can use Walter as his name, and they do not want that. And and he made a really big name for himself outside of WWE before. Yeah, that he was as already well. well known. Sure, yeah, and and this this is again this is again where you see the Hunter influence disappearing, because Hunter would keep the names that guys were known for coming in, and now he's out. And what does Vince McMahon always want to do? He always wants to have the rights to their image and to their likeness. And Vincent and, and Bruce now are heavily involved with NXT, and now they're he changing should, the name of the guy. His name should become Gunther Gerst Gelmsley. <laughs> Let's go with that. Let's go with that. <laughs> CM says, WWE, we can tolerate <laughs> naming a wrestler after a Nazi, but we draw the line at violent women's matches. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Oh. I, I want to mention another side note because I saw a bunch of people bring this up. Uh, and all I'm going to say about this is I think sometimes you look for controversy where there really isn't controversy because it's the sometimes, internet. Sometimes, sure. But I want to bring this up. So there's a German wrestling writer. His name is Christian Bruns. And he pointed out that on January 10th, Walter posted a picture of Imperium on Twitter. And the post is still there. And he posted the word Einmarch. And Einmarch is German for invasion. Now, here's where I think people might be reaching a little bit. But, but again, Christian Bruns being German is the one that kind of mentioned this. Walter, of course, is Austrian. Talking about an invasion. Adolf Hitler was technically Austrian. 
And so Christian Bruns is trying to suggest that there could be something suggestive, uh, suggestive there. I think you're looking for controversy where there maybe isn't controversy. And there were also uh, comments made about Marcel Bartel, who's yeah. German, who allegedly posted and deleted a potential controversial tweet. But because I haven't seen it, I haven't seen a screenshot of it. I'm not going to comment based on an allegation where I haven't seen it. Uh, but that th there was something that was alleged that Mar Marcel Bartel posted and deleted. I'll just leave it at that. We have Hannah M, or actually Dante V says, get in your Gunther chats. The second I heard the trademark, I knew it was going to be Walter because, of course, WWE would do that. I had a recent WWE departure, like, just incredulous laughing. Like, I can't believe they actually did that. Saying that they heard about it yesterday, but they, they just couldn't believe that that actually happened. It is and very it, surprising. And I, I like, I'd like to know who came up with it. Probably Vince or Bruce. And then if they did, where did they pull that out of? Like, how do you just out of your ass, pull out a name that happens to be someone who was part of the, the, the Nazis. Like, how do you just pull that out of your ass? It's um, just an unbelievable, I suppose, coincidence, I guess. Oh boy. And Hannah says people thinking they did absolutely any research before giving a Walter Walter, a new name. Uh, make me laugh. They dropped the Mustafa, not considering what that would happen. Uh, what would happen when you Google Ali, Cameron Grimes, Tony D. Yeah, the Tony D'Angelo thing. Like, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, but this one's pretty bad. This is like Gunther Stark is that might top the list in terms of yes. You know what I mean? That's a pretty bad one. That's a and and like yes. you said, the fact that they decided we're going to fix it because we're just going to use the first name. And and to Vince's credit, like, gosh, 16, 17 years ago. When Dave Madigan pitched this, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash fightful it's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help that's betterhelp.com slash fightful cryogenically frozen nazi gimmick for heidenreich they said that vince just like looked at him like he was stupid like oh really why would you pitch that and then the guy got fired and then eventually wrote see no evil of all things D really yeah, he wrote See No Evil. I mean, That's one of the worst pitches I've ever heard in my life. Remember Muhammad Hassan? Wasn't it uh, the, the network that forced him off, right? Yes, it was. So yeah, uh, I did yeah. my first big break in wrestling was tracking down Muhammad Hassan and uh, talking to him at length about his gimmick, being given the gimmick. And it's it's amazing how introspective he was about that. Like he said that a lot of times we we often despise the traits and characteristics that we see in ourselves. And he, you could tell he learned an awful lot from that experience because mm -hmm. being, he was an Italian guy playing an Arab guy who was portrayed like who, who would get actual hate as a result of that from yep. fans that, oh my God, what a, what a mess that they was. They had him do the cutthroat sign. And you know what was going on yep. at the time, Sean? Of course. Ter Sean. Terrible. Sean Blanford says, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's slowly going from over-emotional to apathetic about the dumb decisions WWE continues to make. You have one of the best wrestlers of the era. Why do this to him? I mean, I, as far as Gunther compared to Walter, I mean, Walter isn't exactly a big intimidating name per se, but... But it's his name. 
it is his name. That's his name. <laughs> it's just so weird to adjust and go with that. And, you know, I, I know that sometimes what I'm about to say, I know it's easier said than done. I get that. But again, I question, like, why wouldn't Walter just say, I'm not fucking doing it? I mean, here, here's what's going to happen, Jimmy. Same thing that happened with a bunch of names. Something's going to get put out of there or put out there saying, oh, well, it was his idea. It was his idea. Think so? Well, when you tell him, hey, you got to come up with a new idea, then yeah, it's going to have to be his, like, it's going to be something that he put pitched. I see that mm. a lot of people saying, oh, well, lately they've been, you know, they've been letting them pick their own names. Well, when the options are like Braun Breaker right. and Gunther, and you saw what WWE's creative services department came up with for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Chili McFrost and Fang Freeze and all that goofy shit. Like, man, come on. Yeah, this one's pretty bad. I mean, like like you said, they knew prior to NXT airing about this, you know, this this backlash. You just don't do it. Yes. It's, it's simple. You just call it audible. You don't do it. It's very easy. It it would have been less work to just not do it. <laughs> yes, yes, just not do it. And then everybody would have been raving about what a great match it was. They would have been raving about the impending battle that's coming with Imperium, Imperium and Diamond Mine. Which I Instead, can't wait for. So excited. But everybody left the show with a sour taste, Sean. Yeah. Let's, ah, fuck. I, uh, I want to mention. <laughs> Jimmy. I, I the language. Mention, yeah. I want to mention this as a side note about Vince McMahon, uh, because this is something I, 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 I want to ask you a question about how coaches are deemed. Are they employees or are they independent contractors? Because this just came out. So uh, Scotty Too Hotty was on Chris Jericho's podcast. And, of course, he was a coach in NXT, and he just quit a little while ago, asked for his release, wasn't happy with the changes that were going on. I've got, Scott, a, I've got an interview in the can with him from a couple weeks ago, but he keeps doing other interviews. So I'm like, when he gives me a break there, I'm going to post it. But he was <laughs> well, very transparent about how he felt about things. He claims that was when he was a coach in NXT – that he was told that Vince McMahon wanted the coaches to look younger, the coaches to look younger. And Scotty Tuhati claimed on Chris Jericho's podcast that they were told, quote, we need you guys to start dyeing your beards and cutting your hair. Oh, my God. This is the coaches that were told this. And so I don't know if this is something that you know or that you can answer you know, on a whim. Are coaches deemed employees or independent contractors? I think they are employees. You think they're employees? I, be I believe they're employees. Yeah. That is an HR infraction. Mm. That's ageism. That's an HR infraction. I, and I think I could be wrong. I, I can just ask Scotty and he'll tell me, though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause that you can't do that. It, like if he's an employee, you can't do that. Yeah. And, and I just saw that thinking, what's the, what's the, what's the premise behind that? Oh, because you might show up for five seconds on a documentary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So weird. It's, it's unbelievable. So weird. It's unbelievable. That that company has become so ass backwards. Vincent Mann is too fucking old. He should not be heading up creative for that company anymore. I can't even understand what he says in the Austin Theory promos. Should not be involved with creative anymore at all. That company is just, he's just a liability. He's a liability. That's just how it is. Jimmy, he's trying to take it, take it back to the old days. He's trying to to reminisce. He's trying to be nostalgic, you know. Kind of like you can be when you eat that delicious <laughs> magic spoon cereal. Everybody loves cereal, but you don't like all the junk that comes with it. Carbs, sugar, all the unhealthiness. And sure, you can drink protein shakes and all that good stuff, but it doesn't give you that nostalgic feeling like magicspoon.com slash Fightful does. All the flavors you love, peanut butter, cinnamon, frosted, fruity, cocoa, maple, waffle, cookies, and cream. Only 140 calories per serving, 13, 14 grams of protein, 4 net grams of carbs, and 0 grams of sugar. It is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. I legitimately eat this every weekday morning. I love magicspoon.com slash Fightful. You can use our promo code at uh, checkout. It's Fightful. Get $5 off your order. They are so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. There's nothing to lose. And my favorite part of this cereal is I'm not running back and forth to the cupboard to get more. When I eat other cereals, it's never just one bowl. With one bowl of Magic Spoon, I'm pretty well filled up. 
And it's got all those different flavors so you can switch it up all the time and not feel guilty about it. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful. And guys, leave that leave a thumbs up on this video. We got over a thousand of you watching. We got 168 thumbs up. What gives? What gives? That's what I want to know. What gives? <laughs> I want to add, if you have children that are finicky eaters, and Magic Spoon's not giving me any free samples because Sean won't get me any. I have to pay for it like everybody else. If you have children that are finicky eaters, my daughter is seven, and she loves the fruity flavor, legitimately. Yeah. So it is good for real. Uh, Mustafa Ali. Oh, you boy. mentioned him earlier. He posted publicly that he's uh, requested his release from WWE. He hasn't been on television since November. I actually forgot he was on the SmackDown branch, Sean. I forgot. Yeah. Because they weren't doing anything with him. You reported that he had a heated argument with Miss McMahon. What's the latest on Mustafa Ali? I'm working on finding out if they've granted this release because I haven't heard that as of yet. Of course, FightfulSelect.com will, will have that. Um, so before Survivor Series, he wasn't there. And this is because of this heated argument with Vince McMahon. <laughs> Around Survivor Series, I was just under the impression they gave him more paternity leave time off. But when two months pass and he's not on the show... I'm like, that doesn't sound like Mustafa Ali. So I asked, hey, has he been around? Nope. Hey, did he have extended paternity leave? They're like, no, he asked for one show off. He didn't ask off for the Friday before Survivor Series. He didn't ask off for Survivor Series. He asked for one show off, and he hasn't been on there for over two months, uh, to the point to where there were people shocked he wasn't there in Chicago because it would have been such an easy pop, easy thing for WWE to do. You've got a guy that looks good, is in shape, is convincing in his offense, is a can great talk. wrestler, can talk. He does yeah. his own vignettes. He makes it as easy for you as possible, pitches his own angles. And Eric Young tweeted me, and he's like, man, you could be describing any number of people there. And Eric Young was one of them. Matt Cardona was one of them. Yeah. All these people look good. They, oh, my God. And then you get the, the apologists out there saying, well, he was never going to be – Says who? Says who he was never going to be this? Says Vince McMahon, and that's why he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, he, he tapped into the Muslim audience. He was a cop. You know what I mean? Like, there's a story you can tell with that. He was and a police officer. He got people saying too small. Respectfully, shut the fuck up. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Too small. I, You know, you know what? I think that if people were able to stand next to Shawn Michaels... They'd be mm -hmm. surprised. And I, I I don't know, Sean, if you remember uh, when I told you this. I met Bret Hart one time yeah. when he was at his peak. We're talking like 1998, 99, when Wrestling With Shadows came out. I had the opportunity to meet him. I'm 5'9", and my biggest surprise meeting Bret Hart was how small he was. Like, I, I thought he was going to be a lot bigger than he was. It doesn't matter if you're not 6'1". It doesn't, you know? And, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's a shame. And, and, you know, you mentioned Cardona. There are certain guys who they have such aspiration and they have such motivation that they'll go the extra mile. And so Cardona in the past got himself over using the Internet, became the Internet champion, did his own you know, videos. And then when they bring him out in New York, having not been on TV in months, crowd pop because they're into him on the Internet. Mustafa Ali is another one of these guys. He'd go out of his way to create his own content. You know, not everybody in the roster is that motivated and not everybody on the roster has got that kind of work ethic. And when you have somebody that not only does he have that work ethic, but he's also, you know, he, he can he can tap into a certain demo that you don't have other guys that can tap into. He's got the police background, the family man background, a lot of stories you could tell with them. And uh, they just never did. I mean, they just never they, did. They never did. They no. never did. And I got people talking about who looks imposing and, and height and all that. Let me, let me show you guys a little bit of something. That's Samoa Joe right there. <laughs> yeah, that's Samoa Joe. Yeah. Uh, I, I can pull up the Big E one as well. And I don't think anybody's ever said he doesn't look imposing, right? Oh, my God. Man. Did you hear what George St. Pierre said about Boss Rutten? No, I didn't. George St. Pierre said, I would rather have a street fight with Francis Naganu than Boss Rutten. Yeah. Oh, oh. do you mean five foot ten? George St. Pierre, one of the biggest pay-per-view draws of all time? And five Boss Rutten is five ten or shorter, yeah. I think. And Francis Naganu is, what, six four, six five? Yeah, I mean, Just, I and to, to kind of put things in perspective, I, I had always heard from NXT people, Triple H looked at a guy like Conor McGregor and said, 
He's a draw. He's not right. 300 pounds. And it's wild that a six foot three, six foot four guy who was 240, 250 throughout his career was the one that was trying to change that mentality within WWE. But, oh, man. And don't uh, forget Jericho. Jericho is like a legit 5'8". You know what I mean? About a legit 5'8". I think he's a little taller than that. He's not too big. Bezos says, I will continue to bring up Money in the Bank 2019. Wasted. Yep. Um, mm. Man. Well, I, the only thing I will say is, you know, because when they did all those waves of releases, they used budget cuts as the excuse. It's going to be a bad look on them if they don't grant his release. So I think and they will. That's what I was told about the Tony Storm thing, too, was, well, it, was, it would be difficult for us to justify not doing that if yeah. we did a bunch of yeah a bunch of re- releases due to budget cuts um so somebody asked about the the employment status for me and, and they think they're both employees i haven't asked the coach directly yet but one of the people said i'm sure it's a middle weird middle ground like they do with everyone in order to skirt some things that's just a really bad thing if if, if, if it's an employee and you're saying you need to look younger that's just yeah especially when you're a publicly traded company yeah. Wait till Andrew Yang gets a hold of that one. You know oh what I'm boy. saying? So he can do a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, he, he tries to ruffle some feathers, but it's only so much that you can do. Uh, I want to ask you about Finn Balor. So there have been reports or maybe suggestions that Finn Balor now has the quote unquote Jeff Hardy role on the raw roster, meaning that he's there to bring some name value to a match, but ultimately to put people over. And you saw on Raw, I mean, he lost Austin Theory in a few minutes. Then he got his ass kicked after the match by Austin Theory. Wasn't a good look for Finn Balor. What are you hearing about Finn Balor in terms of his status and in terms of uh, even his future? Uh, Much of the same. I I don't think that he's going to go on any top title runs. I mean, I'm sure they'll arbitrarily throw him into a title match at some point, but his his stuff has been like, oh, well, he'll, he'll win a match here and there, but uh, then he'll lose to the top guys like Seth Rollins beat him and Kevin Owens beat him, but he's going to beat the Chad Gables of the world. He's going to beat T-Bar, all that. Mm. I mean, he even put over Xavier Woods a few months ago, but he's beating like Mace on TV. He is he is in a mid-card role right now. That's just, that's where he is. First universal champion. Yeah. It's fascinating, yeah. fascinating. It's too bad, man. I mean, you, you you see how hot the demon was coming out of NXT. Like he was a he was a superstar coming out of NXT the first time, and uh, he got killed on the main roster. Kind of. I mean, he had a good run at one point. Yeah, but uh, hasn't been utilized all that well. That's too bad. Um, the video I, I gotta I gotta ridicule this comment. Right. Let's see Brock Lerner versus Mustafa UFC. Brock would throw him around like a rage doll. Wrestling company is not an inclusion group. Well, Adam, I just want to say, genuinely, you're fucking stupid. You are so stupid. I'm going to let you in on a bit of a secret. Wrestling is not real. They script who wins. They script who becomes believable in that sense. I don't know if you ever watched Randy Couture fight Tim Sylvia. Don't know if you ever fought, saw Anthony Ruiz fight Gan McGee, uh, Vitor Belfort, and John Hess, uh, Segura versus Silva, Semi Schilt, get his ass whipped by anybody. Semi Schilt was a seven-foot-tall guy. Yuki Kondo beat his ass. Guy Mesger beat his ass. Ginky Sudo beat Butterbean's ass. And you know what Butterbean did, Jimmy? He beat a lot of pro wrestlers' asses. He made a career off of beating pro wrestlers' asses. And Ginky Sudo showed up with a jetpack, dancing his way to the ring, and put the pain on him in a real MMA fight. Hoist Gracie beat up people bigger than him with regularity. Minowa Man made a career out of beating up people bigger than him. And there's a guy by the name of Bob Sapp who wrestling companies were all like, oh, yeah, got to have him. New Japan made him their champion. Big, roided out, 350-pound dude. Yeah. And, and what happened? He got his ass whipped a lot. Now, does that mean that Mustafa Ali would beat up Brock Lesnar? No. But why on earth, Adam, you fucking dope, would you pick that selection as if that was the only thing you could book him in? It is a story. It is... Not they're also they're also real. vastly different weight classes in that case. Vastly different weight yes. classes. And Brock is a former UFC heavyweight champion. 
Sure. It's a little but bit like, different. Little like bit if different. you want to create a situation where somebody can beat Brock Lesnar, Eddie Guerrero was 215, 220 pounds. And he did it. Got over like gangbusters too. Was super over. Eddie was special. Who's to say that somebody else couldn't be special? Because WWE does a lot of this terrible booking. Matter of fact, some of Brock's best matches were with smaller guys in this recent run that he was on. Yes, they were. You know, he was great with smaller guys. He could have been great with Mustafa Ali, as a matter of fact. You know? Yeah. I I encourage you guys, go watch Butterbean beat up Bart Gunn. He beat up Sean O'Hare. Remember, Sean O'Hare was like the preeminent, this is what a wrestler looks like. Butterbean beat his ass. Uh, The guy that used to second Carlito to the ring, uh, Aaron Aguilera, Jesus, Butterbean beat his ass. But when he gets in the ring with 165-pound Genki Sudo, Genki Sudo beat that ass real quick. Tom LaValle says, Hoist Gracie choked out Dan Severn. We'll never forget. Looking forward to hosting the Bengals in Buffalo next week. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Skywalker Club says, I just want Danielson versus Walter in AEW. And I want AJ Styles versus Finn Balor at WrestleMania. Man, I think they they cooked any interest that I had in Balor Styles by not doing a good club storyline. Hmm. They really screwed it up. I mean, Balor now. Ba- Balor now, they're not even making him look competitive yeah. against, against a guy at AJ Styles' level. Matt Bohr90 says, big hug from Italy as a co-host on an Italian-language wrestling Twitch channel. You at Fightful or Inspirational. And doing better every time. Well, thank you so much. We we appreciate we appreciate you and good luck on your show. R twenty six says Ali build at five ten, Biggie build at five eleven. No, I mean I get the the difference there. I mean Biggie is a big ass dude. He is, but I mean, watch this weekend's UFC show. You're gonna see a lot more people that don't look like Francis Ngannou than do. And you got to remember too that that Adam guy he was making that comment in part based on how Mustafa Ali has been presented over these exactly. last number of years. If they had have had him come in right out of the shoot and been just a kick-ass, then you'd be looking at him differently. But because they presented him as enhancement, essentially, in your mind, he's enhancement. That's Jermaine basically says, did is. I miss the Walter talk? Still heartbroken over WWE's love of money over talent. Uh, yes, you did. It is uh, previously uh, on the show, but... Yeah, they just Jimmy, it just annoys me so much because I've I've trained with so many big steroided out freaks and really small guys. And I've I've seen that it just it's more about technique and it's more about experience than it is about being really, really big. It's just oh it's just so mind numbingly stupid. Rob Reed says, who's that seven-foot guy from UFC that gets brutally KO'd every fight he's in? Oh, you mean Stefan Struve, who retired in his early 30s because he was getting the brakes beat off of him with regularity? That's that's who it was. He's Dutch, so I'm just going to sadly say nothing. What else you got, Jimmy? Well, one thing I did love on Raw this week was the video package with Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. So good. Thought it was great. I mean, how long have we been talking about that matchup? And how long have we been talking about these guys are mirror images of each other? You know, both amateur champions, both MMA champions, uh, both WWE champions, similar in size, similar in age, just mirror images. It's going to be a great matchup. But I do have to question... Going into Raw, so they knew that they were going to do that video package, and it was a great video package, but they knew they were going to do that. Knowing that they knew that they were going to do that, why would they then book Bobby Lashley against Seth Rollins so that you air the video package making Bobby Lashley look like a friggin' monster, and then he's there selling for Seth Rollins for seven minutes? And I've got people that will reply and say, Nobody could lose that match, so they did the right thing. No, you don't have to book it. You don't book that it. That is always the answer. What would you have rather they done? Yeah. Not book it. Yeah, yeah. You don't Bobby book Lashley it. Bobby Lashley could have mauled somebody. Yes, and that's what they should have done. So you air the video package, then Lashley wins an enhancement match, then he goes into the weigh-in with Brock next week, and then everybody's like, ooh. But you just saw him sell for Seth Rollins in a submission hold on laying on the mat for you know five, six minutes. It was very puzzling, and it didn't make Rollins look good either. He's challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal title at the Royal Rumble, and he didn't look any better. Very questionable decision. I didn't really understand that one at all. I don't know why WWE goes out of their way to do things to turn their audience off. The can they coexist bullshit, 
all they had to do with Seth Rollins is have Adam Pierce say he earned the right for a one-on-one title match. And that match changed four times. We felt it was right to give him the match against Roman Reigns. We think fair is fair, whether you like him or not, that it is one of the easiest explanations to give somebody a title fight off of a loss that I've ever seen in my entire life. And they, they fumbled the kickoff. They, they, huh? Boom. It hits them right in the face every single time. I don't, they hire people to be creative consultants and, and work on continuity. I don't understand how this happens all the time, all the time. Well, something else that I don't understand, and we've talked about this before. So the rumble is on Saturday, January 29th, right? Next Saturday. I'll be there. There you go. Well, this weekend, WWE is continuing to do live events. They've got uh, super shows, meaning both brands are involved on Saturday and Sunday. Of course, they got SmackDown next Friday before the Rumble. I don't understand why you put your talent at risk with the live events going into what's going to be a big premium live event for them, a big pay-per-view for them with the Rumble. I don't know why you would do it. Yes, Omicron is not a deadly variant, but it is a contagious variant. Mm -hmm. And what happens if... The way they work now is because they don't do the testing, right? So the way they work now is you have to show symptoms. They do live events Friday, Saturday. What if they don't show symptoms till Wednesday, Thursday, Sean? Yep. That means that they maybe they get tested, they're positive, they're off the rumble. R- Roman Reigns is on the 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 house shows. Seth Rollins is on the house Cheer shows. To me. Becky Lynch is on the house shows. And there was somebody a little while ago that tried to defend it by saying, oh, you know, the, the strong paydays this time of year, strong paydays this time of year. So according to WrestleTix, as of yesterday, January 18th, they have a house show this Saturday in Corbin, Kentucky. According to WrestleTix, they've distributed 2,654 tickets for the live event in Corbin, I, Kentucky. I, I know Kentucky pretty well. I have no goddamn clue why they're going there. Well, and also last Sunday, January 16th, they did a super show in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They did 2,887 people. That's what they drew. They're not making millions on these shows, but you know where they are making millions, Sean Ross Ab? They're making millions on the Peacock deal. They're making millions on on the Raw deal on USA. They're making millions on the SmackDown deal on Fox. Why on earth would you do these live events and put your talent at risk and risk that they're not going to be available when your big pay-per-view comes up? It is the most inept and incompetent piece of piece of business in this generation, in this era of pro wrestling that I can think of. I don't know why they do it. And it will not surprise me going into the rumble that we find out that there's going to be guys unavailable again. It is just an incredibly, oh, and they, thing they, do. they do have backups prepared, but yeah, but you don't have backups for Lashley for Roman I, for Seth. I, yeah, of course. I think that they do this to justify what they're paying. A lot of people when in reality, I'm like, the TV justifies it. The money 100%. you're getting from TV justifies it. Yes. Like, if you can get a TV deal that big, well, you don't need the other things. It's the Eric Bischoff approach 25 years ago when he looked at things and he's like, these house shows are losing money. Why are we doing them? Right. He was like, if the money out isn't being justified, then why are we doing it to just have them out there? Why? We're not filming it. We're not running content based off of it. Oh, so some people can just work no i'm sorry if it makes more sense to not work and you're making more money that way that's business definitely i 100 it's just a really in this landscape knowing how they make their money that they always tout on their earnings calls about how profitable they are knowing how they make their money you don't put your talent at risk going into a major event it's incredibly stupid and short-sighted tremaine says they booked lashley and rollins like that because they're good hands and can work the style well and can fill time yeah sure but that's stupid that's a stupid idea. There's a lot of people on that roster, and there were before you fired 100 and some people that could do that and fill time. And I don't know, create intrigue for the U.S. title or for the tag titles or for the women's title or for the 24-7 title. You have all these prizes and almost nothing of value happened on Monday Night Raw. And they, they rolled over for the NFL playoffs. Ord Pittis says, if you want to change Walter name, Walter's name, I don't like it. I hate it, but at least call him Gunther, okay, I don't know how to pronounce that. Gunther and yeah, not Gunther. I guess. Yeah, he doesn't work at Central Park. <laughs> Sorry, if I'm late on this. Maybe he will. I see a lot of the memes out there, which, which are pretty good. So I mentioned this to Sean uh, off the air earlier. Sean hit me up and he goes, "What was Ricochet's accident?" Mm. 
So I wanted to mention this because to me, there, there's a difference between their weekly show, which is a storyline driven show. And when they do say a documentary or when they have the guys do say an out of character interview, there's a difference. And when they're, when they're on their show, when they're doing raw and SmackDown, that is a storyline driven show. That's where you're supposed to, you know, uh, uh, close the curtain kind of thing and get people to suspend their disbelief. On SmackDown last week, Michael Cole was talking about how Ricochet did that flip on Ridge Holland and broke his nose. Mm-hmm. And this was on SmackDown. This was not on a documentary and this was not in, in, in an interview. And on SmackDown, Michael Cole said that Ricochet accidentally shattered Ridge Holland's nose. Oof. And I saw that and I thought to myself, so... Are we now reminding the audience on your storyline driven show that it's stage fighting? Is that what we're doing now? That made no sense. And it's like Ricochet, looking at the camera and going cut. Yes. Yes. And Ricochet clearly didn't get the memo because Ricochet, like five minutes later, cut a promo where he kind of boasted about breaking Rich Holland's nose. And he said he was going to do, do the same thing to Sheamus in their match, which is what you should do on a storyline driven show should be trying to break their nose in the story. Yes, exactly. And I couldn't believe, and what I'd love to know is did Michael Cole just kind of say that improvise or was Michael Cole told to say that he accidentally shattered Ridge Holland's nose, but uh, that is definitely a a, a road. You don't go down on your storyline driven television show. I am completely in agreement. Tremaine says, never said their booking was smart. I watch your reviews to actually know what's going on with the fed. And I love them. Hey, I appreciate it. I just, it's just a stupid idea for them to do that. Like uh, Rollins and Lashley, a, a fantastic matchup until that stupid finish. It's just, uh, we know why they do it. We know it's there to fill time because they, it's content, content, content. That's what it is. Jimmy, you got anything else? I know we're heading over to FightfulSelect.com for the yep. list goes on. And of course we have an AEW review tonight. We've got a ton of GCW content this week. Uh, Jeremy interviewed Orange Crush for Fightful Overbooked at youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Uh, I interviewed Joey Janela and uh, Matt Cardona. Got a lot of stuff going on, but uh, what else you got? Well, we're going to go to uh, FightfulSelect.com. The list goes on. We're going to talk about AEW and how I think there's a lack of character development. We're going to talk okay. about that. We're going to talk about uh, Maurice, who I actually really enjoy. Going to talk about her. Uh, going to talk about Game Changer Wrestling and, and how they're doing some really good things. Uh, going to talk about a few things over on uh, FightfulSelect.com. Guys, thank you all so much. Please remember, check out NordVPN.com slash Fightful. They made an incredible investment in us over the next month. And I uh, would appreciate if you guys check that out. Use that code Fightful, save 70%, and get an additional month free. Until next time, guys, we're out.